0: FOREVER! DOG! Welcome to the 92nd Street Y. Before we begin tonight's presentation, we ask that you please turn off your cell phones, put away your flash cameras, and open your man. Thank you, and enjoy the theophany.
1: Bonjour! legendary heroine, saint, and Taylor Swift wannabe, Joan of Arc, and it is my privilege to have been chosen by God, first to lead the French at the Siege of Oléon, and now to interview him for a ten-part sit-down conversation. So, without further adieu, adieu. (laughs) If you know how my life ended, the last thing I need is further adieu Okay, uh, please welcome the king of the universe, creator of space and time And a deity I am proud to call friend, God! Thank you
0: you. Hey Joan, great to see you You look terrific Thank you Still on fire, I see
1: Yes, indeed. Uh, and Have
0: you added a few flames?
1: Oh, just uh, around the eyes, and thank you for noticing. <sighs> okay, uh, I am so, so excited to be talking one-on-one with you.
0: Sure. Well, there were a few topics I wanted to discuss with mankind through some rigorous uh, softball questioning, and well, you were the first softball pitcher I thought of.
1: Oh, that is so sweet. And you're right. I will be easy on you. This won't be Frost Nixon.
0: Nothing about you reminds me of Frost, Joan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you still got it. <laughs> I don't think people appreciate how funny you are.
0: Well, the butt of the joke rarely does.
1: Fair enough. But I mean, for for example, the platypus. I mean, that uh, just shows. Enough, how butt- enough,
0: enough with the platypus. I, I, I just, I. Enough talking about the damn platypus. I am, I am
1: so sorry. It's okay. You,
0: you didn't know. I'm oh, just, Lord, I am so, heartily sorry for having. Get me. off your knees! And I, Get, Joan, I, stop groveling! No, Get off your knees! You're fine. You're in the elect, okay? Martyrdom means never having to say you're sorry.
1: Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Heavenly Father.
0: Heavenly Father, please. That's my Heavenly Father name. Call me God. Okay. Just don't call me late for Judgment Day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> God, you are on fire!
0: Well, for you, that means a lot.
1: So, I, I thought we'd begin our conversation by talking about Twitter. Where Whereas, sure, sure. at the tweet of God, you are That's followed me. by over six million people.
0: That is right, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned God and six million people, and the second thing you think of is my Twitter account.
1: Huh. Okay, what, what is it about Twitter that appeals to you?
0: Uh, well, uh, I like that I can talk to people immediately and then leave without waiting to listen to their responses, which are dumb and I don't care about. Mm. Uh, I also take great pleasure in retweeting others' spelling and grammar mistakes to shame them in public. Mm. But mostly I, I just like being part of a world where I'm, I'm steadily gaining followers instead of rapidly losing them.
1: Uh, maybe a, a, a sensitive subject, but does it um, bother you not to have a verified blue check?
0: No, not at all. I've never been verified anyway. <laughs>
1: huh. All right, what is... Uh, do you have a, an all-time favorite tweet?
0: Uh, all-time favorite tweet? You know, I couldn't choose. They're, they're all my children, and I, I love them, so I, I can't.
1: What about those tweets you delete?
0: Oh, those are all my ugly, disgusting children who deserve to die. So.
1: Okay, the only person that you follow on Twitter is Justin Bieber. Now, why is that?
0: Uh, I'd rather not say, but you'll find out when he turns
1: 33. Ooh, cliffhanger.
0: A little spoiler. A little, oh my goodness.
1: Okay. Uh, what do you think that Twitter's success says about where humanity is now?
0: Um... Probably that the world is a global village of the damned.
1: Okay, um, I'd like to quickly get your thoughts on a few other social media platforms. Um, okay. okay, here we go. Facebook.
0: Oh, do not like Facebook. It scares me. I don't think a website should know more about its users than I do. That kind of freaks me out.
1: Instagram.
0: Don't like that one either. I don't think anybody should put that many images of themselves out into the world unless they died on the cross. That's the only excuse you would have for that many. LinkedIn. I told that's very useful and practical. I don't use it. I recruit the old-fashioned way uh, 150,000 times a day, a few more a day since COVID. So uh, that's that's how I get my peeps.
1: Uh, Reddit.
0: Well, you're a whore.
1: Uh, I'm sorry, what?
0: Sorry, I was just showing you what Reddit is.
1: Oh! It's, oh, it's oh. that kind of, yeah. <laughs> oh, got yeah, yeah, okay. You're I, a whore. You I, see why you're a whore? I, I, yeah, oh, my gosh, too. I thought I, that was so weird. Okay. Yeah, you got
0: um,
1: yes, oh, okay, uh, moving on. Um, oh, Snapchat.
0: That is only good for sexting and blackmail, so not my thing.
1: Oh, TikTok. Love TikTok.
0: <laughs> Love it. It is tons <laughs> of fun. Total time suck for me. I have made more videos than I can count. It is, it is delightful. Delightful.
1: Thanks, God. Okay. Any uh, final thoughts on social media? Well,
0: I guess I would just remind everyone that there is a great big world out there. So you need to be eternally vigilant not to let it distract you from your phone. Hi everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have
1: So, my Lord, I, I wanted to ask a few questions about adolescence, a subject, you know, uh-huh. near and dear to my heart. <laughs>
0: Well, word. <laughs> I love rapping with my homies about the latest stuff there is into.
1: <laughs> Totes. <laughs> okay, uh, let's dive right in. So um, a lot of people wonder why the teenage years have to be so, you know, so stressful. Mm, so, mm-hmm, you know, with all mm-hmm. the physical and emotional changes and being burned at the stake and so forth.
0: Well, Joan, that's a, that's a perfectly normal question. Puberty uh-huh. is a time of great transition, you know, starting with your body. You may notice I'm making your voice change. You may notice I'm giving you hair when you had none before. You may even notice you're burning at the stake. It's nothing to worry about. Mm -hmm. It's true that I could have designed the metamorphosis from childhood to adulthood to take place faster, like, you know, in a day, and with less drama, like, you know, none. But, But that wouldn't have been fair to you. No? No, and I'll tell you why. If someone went to bed one night as a boy and woke up, As a man, not only would his sheets be caked in gallons of semen, Mm -hmm. he would have missed out on some of the richest experiences he'll ever have. Life is about the journey, not the destination. And no phase of life is more journey and less destination than adolescence.
1: Okay, Uh, so high school isn't about preparing you for life?
0: No, no. If anything, it's about preparing you to do better the next time you go to high school
1: okay uh let's uh let's hey let's talk about like a few specifics Sure let's get into it Okay 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 let's see what do I have here Um I have notes Um periods Why do you Oh no
0: no 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 I don't want to talk about that
1: Okay I mean can I ask why I mean you created it so That
0: doesn't mean it's not icky I don't want to talk about it.
1: I see. Okay. Um, in that case, uh, oh, I got to follow-up. Why does Leviticus 15 say menstruating women are unclean and anything they lie or sit on is unclean, and to cleanse themselves, they must wait seven days from their last flow, and then on the eighth day, sacrifice two doves to make atonement?
0: <laughs> you make it sound way too restrictive, Joe. It's two doves or two young pigeons. So please don't paraphrase.
1: All right. Uh, never mind. Okay, moving on. Oh, here, this is a good one. Is masturbation really a sin?
0: Ah, okay, that one I will field, and the answer is no. It is not a sin, despite what people tell you, masturbation is not a sin at all.
1: Oh, okay, well, that, that is certainly going to come as good news to a lot of young people and some of you out there, right? the
0: Young people? <laughs> all comes good news to the world's oldest woman whose arthritic hands are doing their trembling business as we speak.
1: Okay. Uh. Oh, what about sex? Is there a uh, right age to start?
0: Oh, no, 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 Joan. There's, there's no one right age. It all depends on your coolness. The cooler you are, the younger you should be the first time you do it. If you're not that cool, or not cool at all, you should wait longer. Maybe until you're married. If that even ever happens, you loser, you.
1: So humans shouldn't try to control their raging hormones?
0: No, and actually, that's kind of the wrong way to think about it. During adolescence, you are the raging hormones. The entity formerly known as you is off-duty till, till college. Once that's understood, you'll feel much less ashamed, and the hormones will feel much more empowered. Wow.
1: I, I have to just say, like, I, I am having so much fun just rapping with you, God.
0: Uh, I'm having a great time with you, Joe. Everybody, have a good time out there. I think it's this low key extra. You guys staying lit? Huh? <laughs> staying lit out there?
1: You no, know I am. Word, <laughs> homies. Lit.
0: Uh, it's a good crowd. It's a really good crowd. It is. I... They're
1: the best.
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah. we
1: have an agenda, God. We have to stick to the agenda. Um, okay. Uh, let, let's move from adolescence to another topic I know something about voices.
0: Oh, thank you. That reminds me. Saint Margaret, Saint Catherine, and Saint Michael all say hi.
1: Oh, oh my gosh! <laughs> Tell them I say hi too. I miss those guys.
0: I could send them in a vision. Oh no, no, no,
1: they can just text. Okay, okay, uh, okay. So preachers and politicians often proclaim that you, God, talk to them directly. Are they telling <laughs> the truth?
0: They are, Joan. But the beauty part is, I'm
1: not. So you mean you lie to them?
0: Well, no, you know, it's not lying when I do it.
1: Okay, then what is it?
0: Fun is, is what it is. It's really fun. I mean, bellowing to some <laughs> conservative pea brain that I've chosen it him to be the next president, then watching his face when he gets 2% in Iowa. It, it doesn't get more entertaining than that. It's, it's the best. It's just, <laughs>
1: and, <laughs> You're like George Clooney and his pranks. Okay, So you do the same thing with uh, the religious figures then?
0: Oh, absolutely. Pat Robertson. <laughs> oh, boy. I've given that guy loads of advice over the years, and not one piece of it was legit. No. Here, okay, here's a juicy anecdote. You can tell all your, all your family, you get home, everybody. So, so one time, Pat Robertson told me he was constipated, so I told him ghost peppers were a great laxative. <gasps> and I'm God, right? So he swallowed two of them whole, and then he puked and shacked. For three hours straight. They had to hose down his pulpit with a solvent. I kid you not. And then afterwards, he thanked me for the spiritual purge I gave him because he's such a suck-ass. It was so it was so funny. It was probably the highlight of the 90s for me, honestly. It was it was beautiful. That's hilarious. And I always use the voice of God when I do it, by the way. I, of course, like you know, it's real low with plenty of reverb, plus I Crank up my metaphysical woofer till their skulls concuss, which is always an added bonus when the skulls concuss. Like okay,
1: okay. <laughs> let's, okay let's, let's get, let's... Okay, I'm going to get serious here. Okay. Okay, <sighs> okay um, among the non-famous, hearing the voice of God mm-hmm. is usually seen as a sign of mental illness.
0: Yes, and, and that is correct, actually, because if you're not famous... I wouldn't talk to you anyway, so if you think I am, you, you are crazy. Yeah.
1: Hmm. So it's a, a delusion of grandeur?
0: I suppose. It's kind of a redundant phrase, because ultimately all human grandeur is delusional.
1: Wow. Uh, do you ever speak to people more abstractly, say, through like the beauty of a sunset or the innocent gaze of a child? Whoa!
0: I, I, are you auditioning for Lifetime Television, Joan, with this... Uh...
1: No, 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 no. I, I'm okay. The imagery. The, no, I yeah, mean, okay. I'm just thinking like uh, moments of artistic inspiration, or epiphany, or enlightenment. You know? Yeah, well,
0: that, I, those do happen, but that's just the brain reading too much into external stimuli, like the external stimuli too much into reader. I designed it to be
1: so. Okay, so you never really let anyone hear your voice in earnest.
0: Well. Over the millennia, I have on occasion talked to a handful of people for real and profoundly. But they don't talk about it, and neither do I, because they're private spiritual communions. The mystical rendezvous with the transcendent and a genuine encounter with God cannot be shared.
1: I think I'm having one now.
0: No, I said genuine, John.
1: Um, next topic. So, okay. Uh, (laughs) Ah! Okay. Uh, So, my lord, uh, why do people continue going against your will by joining cults?
0: Ah, well, this is a subject that's actually very near to me because, as you may know, for about three years, I lost my own son to to a cult. Yeah. I I should say, it was a cult at the time, and then Mm -hmm. once they became the most dominant religion on Earth, they were no longer a cult, they were... They were my guys. Mm-hmm.
1: That happened in, in 312 AD when mm-hmm. the Roman Emperor Constantine, he, he converted. and yeah. Which
0: was such a weird time, and it was a lot like the 2016 election here in America. Hmm. For better or worse, the empire was now in the hands of this strange new outsider sect with a persecution complex and a leader who claimed to be the son of God.
1: And for Christianity, everything it just changed.
0: That's right. What had started... So far from mainstream belief, it could get you killed, then became the mainstream belief which, if too far departed from, could get you killed. That's uh, the circle of getting killed, I guess.
1: Huh. Yeah. Do yeah. cults uh, speak to a, like a human need to just blindly follow one leader? Is that the deal?
0: Yes, but that ought to be me and Jesus. We're that one leader. Oh, and uh, the third one. What's this? I always forget. Oh,
1: Oh, the Holy Ghost.
0: Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, thank yes. you, yes, yes, I always forget him. The three of us are that one leader, yeah. He's a good guy, he's a good guy, actually. He's
1: okay, nice. but back to, back to cults, okay. Sure. Um, people, but people do stray, and then yeah, something like Jonestown comes along, and it's so tragic.
0: Yeah, that's what happens when you place your faith in a narcissistic sociopath who wants to control your life. You're asking for trouble. Mm-hmm. It's, it's much better and wiser to place your faith in a narcissistic sociopath who couldn't care less about you. And that's you. Uh-huh. There you <laughs> okay, go, Joe. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay, good so, part. okay, a lot of these cults, these cults are just, they're fixated on, on doomsday.
0: Again, more narcissism. The end of you is not the end of the world. Every day is doomsday <laughs> if you commit suicide on it.
1: <laughs> right. That's a really good point. Okay, uh, so what do you think of Mormonism?
0: Uh, I lost all respect for it the day it outlawed polygamy.
1: You support polygamy?
0: uh. uh... I just think that when the prophet historian Maroney goes out of his way to bury golden plates in Wayne County, New York, for you to translate with a seer stone and serve as your chronicle and ethical code, you should have enough respect to follow his fucking instructions. It's right there in the seer stone. Right. You know, what part of the ancient unknown language don't you understand? It's it,
1: People are it. lazy.
0: I, it, it's, t- t- don't, don't get me started. I should have gotten you started. Yeah, okay,
1: uh, uh, okay, here, next. Uh, what do you think of um, Scientology?
0: Oh, well, that doesn't belong in this discussion. Scientology is not a cult. It's a legitimate religion.
1: Right, right. right. But, I mean, their, their teachings and practices are, like, so bizarre. And
0: no, seem- no, no, no. They're a legitimate religion. Okay, but, but I mean, what
1: I'm, I'm just asking Joan, if they- This
0: recording will be widely disseminated across the country, including in Hollywood, and Scientology is legitimate. Capiche? Capiche. Yeah, I'm, I'm still hoping Tom Cruise might want to buy the rights to this. To- yeah. Anyway, but apart from them, stay away from cults everybody. Stick to religions, not cults.
1: And and what is the difference exactly? Uh
0: the budget. Oh.
1: Okay, uh moving on to a thorny topic. Abortion.
0: <sighs> okay. Okay. Here we go.
1: Are you ready to put your position on record? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yes, yes, fine. Fine. Let's let's just Ask me the questions, and we'll we'll get this over with.
1: Okay. Is there a right to life?
0: No. There is no such thing as a God-given right to life or anything else. I haven't guaranteed you or anyone a me-damned thing in this world, including the right to be in it.
1: So abortion is not a violation of your laws?
0: No! It's just killing a fetus. It's not... Eating shellfish or anything.
1: Then when does life begin?
0: Never, for most people.
1: Would it still be fair to say you're generally pro-life?
0: No. Have you read the Old Testament? I'm clearly at least as much pro-death.
1: Then you're pro-choice.
0: No, again, that would imply that you have free will.
1: We don't?
0: No, it's an illusion.
1: Why don't we have free will?
0: Because I do, and I freely willed for you not to have it.
1: But uh, if we don't have free will, why does it feel like we? Electrochemical
0: have it? activity conflating self-awareness with independent volition in the brain. Look, people should just be grateful they get free Wi-Fi. All right.
1: Okay. Uh, well, uh, to the extent that we think we have free will, do you support a woman's right to choose?
0: No. Look, well, you know about Mary, right? How she got pregnant. Does that sound like the act of a god who supports a woman's right to reproductive choice?
1: I, I guess I guess not.
0: Although I guess it is the act of a god who supports Planned Parenthood.
1: So, to sum up, hmm. your stance on abortion is...
0: Do what you need to do.
1: That can be taken either way.
0: Then I said it well.
1: All right, God, uh, all right, uh, last question. Um... What would you say to a first-semester fetus worried about its future?
0: That making it to birth is the least of its worries. It feels like death in here. Guys, it's God. I'm God. Hello? This is, this is you're seeing God in person. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Joan a of
1: sensitive heart. topic, so they're, you know. Joan, it's, it's, I it's got good. this. We're- Joan,
0: shh. People, come on. There's, there's no, come on. Smiles on your faces. Oh, okay, that woman's upset because she's pregnant right now. I, I, it was not about your personal situation, ma'am. I, you're, you're gonna, be, I'll, You know what? I'll make absolutely sure everything goes smoothly for you. Don't
1: me, worry. Okay. We're it's, gonna talk about racism next. It's so not gonna be a
0: problem. Yeah, a- yeah. Racism is next. So, so that's gonna be. It's gonna be a lot of fun.
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, let's start the conversation about racism.
0: Yes, yes, yes. We need to start the conversation about racism. Yes, absolutely. Yes,
1: okay. Okay, so I, I was lucky enough to grow up in an era where race was not an issue, so.
0: Right, because there were no black people on your whole continent.
1: I never saw color. I never met someone and thought of her as a black woman.
0: Right, again, because there were none. But
1: today, girls of every skin tone draw inspiration from my story, and I couldn't be prouder. You know, uh, black, yellow, red, they're all free to revere my statues and embrace our shared heritage.
0: Okay, Karen of Arc. (laughs) What? What? Well, I, Relax, Joe. You don't just, have I to defend yourself about you're not, you're not on trial here.
1: Okay, good, because I I think we both remember how my last one The ended. topic
0: the topic is racism and it's nothing less than a blight on mankind. It makes me ashamed. The Bible never said for anyone to be judged by the color of their skin.
1: Did it ever say for them not to be?
0: I don't What
1: do you mean? Okay. Uh... I am just wondering if you could cite scripture showing a black person being treated well. Well, what do you... Of course I
0: can. Um, Oh, yeah, the Queen of Sheba. She visited King Solomon with camels bearing spices, gold, and precious stones, and she gave them to Solomon and gave a big speech about how great he was, and then returned.
1: Okay, so the black woman came, gave her bounty to the white king, kissed his ass, and then left.
0: Oh, Joan, you're phrasing it completely unfairly. Okay, okay, okay. That's, that, How that, about
1: another uh, example of black people in the Bible or uh, the Asians or any minority group not found in the Middle East between 3,500 and 2,000 years ago?
0: Why are you doing this, Joan?
1: Don't you mean Karen?
0: <sighs> okay. Uh, look, I think we can all agree that mistakes were made.
1: Absolutely. Okay, speaking for myself, I have not been as sensitive to my admirers of color as I should have been, and for that, I take full responsibility.
0: And I have not been as active fighting racism as I should have been, particularly as an omnipotent being who, in theory, could solve any problem instantaneously. I have perhaps been a little bit weighed down by my white privilege, and for that, I I take full responsibility.
1: But rather than getting bogged down in the past...
0: Right, in petty games of who enslaved who and who denied and continues to deny equal rights and opportunity to whom... Let
1: us move forward with a determination to do better.
0: Knowing that in the end, this problem will not be solved by empty words...
1: But by empty actions. Thank you. Thank you. But, I mean, seriously, though. No minority representation in the entire Bible?
0: I know I should have asked Kirsten Dunst to do this.
1: Well, you're stuck with me. Okay. She's totally overrated. My next question uh, is how uh, we're moving on to justice. God, is there justice in this world?
0: Short answer, no. Long answer, n- no.
1: Really? None?
0: Bubkis. Now... There are times when there appears to be justice, like uh, in those YouTube videos where an obnoxious motorcyclist gives a driver the finger, then smashes into a telephone pole.
1: Oh, karma.
0: Joan, I love you, but don't ever use that word in front of me again.
1: Sorry. Sorry, Do I
0: look like I have a thousand arms and an elephant's head? I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, my lord.
0: Now. Sometimes a bad deed is followed by punishment, or a good deed by reward, and to a mind seeking evidence of divine oversight, of a plan, a meaning, it can be interpreted as justice. But these outcomes actually take place no more often than you would expect from random chance.
1: Okay, but Jesus himself said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they shall be satisfied.
0: Well, you'd have to ask him what he meant by that. He's a... Big boy. Was that in
1: spell too? Uh, I don't know. But, I mean, okay. Don't you think people would... Oh, that's
0: another thing. People. People only complain about there being no justice for people. What about animals? Have you ever seen turtles hatching their eggs on the beach? Thousands of babies come out at once, and they make a mad waddle to the ocean for safety, but most of them wind up devoured by seabirds before they make it. They swoop down, eat them like Skittles. Now, where's the justice in that? If you applied human morality to that, those gulls are worse than pedophiles. They should get death for what they do to those innocent babies. Instead, they get lunch.
1: Uh, right, right, right. But human beings are different. Why? Because uh, I, don't, I don't know. Because we are above animals.
0: No, no, you're not. You're just not. You're more intelligent, you're more evolved. You write more novels, you perform more heart surgery, you produce more reality shows, you manufacture more kinds of potato chip, you destroy more habitats, and you take more selfies. But none of that puts you above anyone. It just places you furthest to the right on the timeline of development. But that line is horizontal.
1: I never thought of it like that. Yeah,
0: well, that's why some of us are worshippers and some of us are worshipped.
1: So are you saying you're opposed to the very idea of a criminal justice system?
0: No, not at all. I support that.
1: But, I mean, it rarely brings true justice.
0: Oh, it never does. But, man, does it make for great television.
1: I'm starting to realize what a wise-ass you are, God.
0: And I'm starting to realize how slow you are on the uptake, Joan.
1: So what's next, God? God.
0: What do you mean? What topic is next?
1: No, no. I mean, what happens when we die? You know, I'm sure the the audience wants to know what happens when we die.
0: What happens when we... Well, you know the answer to that, Joan. Yeah,
1: I mean, I signed an NDA.
0: Joan... I have no intention of revealing the secrets of the afterlife, now or ever, and I don't know why you're even bringing that subject up. It was not on our approved list.
1: I'm, I'm just thinking that in a, in a world that urgently needs to rally together to save itself, knowing what comes next, if, if anything, might ha- If
0: anything? What does that mean? What are you saying? What are you implying? What the hell is wrong with you, Joan? Joan, have you ever seen... A police interrogation of a suspect in a missing persons case.
1: I can't, can't say I have. No.
0: Sometimes, when the cops are sure they have their man, but he hasn't confessed yet, they stop asking him if he's guilty and start asking him where the body is. After all, people give false confessions all the time. But only the real killer knows where the body is. It's the last bit of leverage he has over them. And the police know that at that moment of supreme stress, revealing its location would provide him the same rush of self-validation and self-importance everybody gets when they reveal the secret. And so knowing his desperate craving for that rush after hours or days of getting hammered, they provide him the opportunity. And before long, with a dramatic pause, he says, under the flower bed and feels for one last time the power of knowledge. And then it's all over. If he'd kept his mouth shut, they'd have had a much harder time proving him guilty. It's notoriously difficult to prosecute a murder case without a body. But he gave up the final secret because he was exhausted and tired of being disbelieved and ego depleted and wanted to remind everybody just one last time who was really in charge. Well, Joan... I know more than just where the bodies are. I know where the souls are. I know what I've done with all 100 billion of them. And sure, I'm exhausted and disbelieved, and my self-esteem is not what it used to be. And sure, it would feel great to finally spill the beans about the great hereafter to an amazed and grateful world whose citizens would finally know their ultimate fate if anything, but I will cling to my last bit of leverage until the bitter end. Go ahead and indict me, charge me with murder, fraud, neglect, anything you like, hold me in contempt, find me guilty, sentence me to death, lock me up with Odin, Isis, Quetzalcoatl, all the other goners, and throw away the key. But I will never reveal what happens to people when they die until they die. And maybe not even then.
1: Well, uh, that is all the time we have.
0: Yes, it works out well. I have a supernova in about five minutes across the galaxy, so... It's
1: been very, um, revealing.
0: Yes, yes it has.
1: You're a dark cat, God.
0: I have never pretended otherwise, Joan.
1: May I ask you one more question?
0: Of course. I exist primarily to be asked one more question.
1: When I was burning at the stake, after you you sent angels to tell me to save my country and place all of my faith in you... Yes? After I obeyed your orders faithfully and after you allowed me to be captured and martyred... Yes? When you looked down and watched my pure 19-year-old flesh broil and heard my agonized screams... Yes? Did you enjoy it?
0: This interview is over.
1: That's what I thought.
0: Thank you for coming to the 92nd Street Live. That was God in conversation with of Arc. Please join us next week for Malcolm Gladwell's sit-down with Ira Glass and Fran Liebowitz.
1: Godcast is a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Alex Ramsey, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and David Jaberbaum. Original music by Gabe Lopez. Joan of Arc appears courtesy of Tara Sands. For more original podcasts, visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For ad-free episodes and exclusive bonus content from this show and others, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. And if you haven't already, remember to follow God on Twitter at the God. FOREVER! DOG!